0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be And welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast This is episode 38, I'm your host, Mark And I am jamming out right now to a little Marvin Gaye He is a legend This podcast, I will go over just more or less a bit cool story that just happened yesterday listen to this guy Marvin Gaye's a legend a legend the right way I want you you. but I want you to want me too too. just Just to want me me, baby baby. just like I want you Give you all the love I want in return, sweet darling. half of love is all I feel. it's too bad, just so sad. You don't want me now, but I wanna change your mind. Somehow oh baby I want you the right way I want you I want you to, want me to. just like I want you January nineteenth five a m that was what i was waking up to little marvin gay i want you i don't know why but i started listening to it a lot lately and grooving to it on a daily basis i go through uh different episodes or different songs that i i just wake up to and you know get the the blood flowing my um you know just feeling good that's that's what i like to do call it priming basically i, I uh Put a couple videos up on facebook every now and then when i don't feel like working out sometimes i'll just start dancing put on some music usually the the disco air is really good with that with good dance music so january 19th 5 a.m my alarm goes off i put on a little marvin gay and it is race morning i'm supposed to run a 5k i'm in pasadena at the marriott hotel right there in Old Town, Pasadena, not far from the Rose Bowl where the race is supposed to begin, about 1.5 miles or 2.5, oh no, yeah, 2.5 kilometers, so I'm, I'm awake, I lay down, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up, five o'clock, I lay back, I try to go back to sleep, maybe I could sleep 10 more minutes, so I put the alarm clock for 5, 5.15-ish, and I lay in bed, I can't fall back to sleep, so I get up, it's 5.08, race starts at 7 a.m., I eat a little breakfast, drink a little bit of coffee as soon as possible, so my stomach can digest the food before the race, which is very important, uh, I don't want to start a race, especially a 5k race with a full stomach, that, that's not pleasant uh because the 5k is such a high intense pace you you're you go hard right from the gun it's not like the marathon you could kind of get away with a bit of a full stomach but still you don't want it to be jostling all around you know while you're running and so I eat what did I eat that day I didn't eat much that morning because the day before I went to Whole Foods and kind of ate a little too much that day I had a long work day uh, I got up at to run on the treadmill for about half an hour before work and then worked from like 4.30 a.m. to around noon and then I went to Whole Foods and got the buffet and tomato soup and a bunch of snacks for the hotel and the little trip to Pasadena from Long Beach and so that morning I had probably had a little Rice Krispies like organic that was on sale that i I bought from whole foods and um usually i have a banana i don't think i had a banana there i had that coffee i had a cold brew really light strength caffeine coffee and i didn't want anything too strong because if it's too strong that could also mess up the gi so i played it a little bit safe it wasn't i wasn't there to race my best i've been sick for almost four months uh, with the GI uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which was misdiagnosed for a couple months and finally got it. And then it took a couple weeks to eradicate. And then it took me another month to feel somewhat uh, fit, Not still not fit, but somewhat where I got some turnover and started to feel like okay that was exactly january 2nd in las vegas at the tropicana hotel i remember that specifically It's like oh my god this is great because you're sick for so long you feel like crap for so long it's it feels great to finally have turnover i you know uh so i didn't have too much to eat for breakfast i had a lot of electrolytes uh so um, I I don't know if I had anything else. I'm trying to think. Even though it was only yesterday, it feels like a million years ago, with all the stuff and that happened and the wonderful experience I've had. Um, I don't think I'm trying to think that I have anything else. No, not not really much. I try to keep it simple. Usually, I'll have a banana and some some protein, some source of protein, whether it be a protein powder or. Or something but I had that um that coffee drink which had some a little bit of fat a little bit of sugar I remember it was like was it was like 10 grams of sugar because I try to keep sugar down for longevity and health purposes that's one of my my uh, goals is to live as long as possible as healthy as possible so had that for breakfast got up and I put uh these headphones these Valky headphones that shine lights into your ears uh through like regular headphones they look like and they just have a light that beams right in to hit the photoreceptors and the hypothalamus in the brain um, and that's supposed to uh, simulate uh, being outside and light and, and help with your circadian rhythm I use this when I travel and it, it helps it helps pretty good works pretty good I was very tired I was like oh I could go back to sleep for another five hours partially because the day before and actually three days before my sleep's been disrupted that's the number one most important thing for health is get your sleep if you're not sleeping uh, more than six hours you're in trouble you have to sleep minimum six hours so if you're sleeping five hours four hours eventually it's gonna take its toll and and you know it's just not not healthy and You're running on fumes basically uh so you you gotta sleep a minimum of six hours has to do with adrenaline production um and so if you're sleeping like six hours i think it's like you make 60 percent of your normal adrenaline i can't remember exactly i I listened to this health guy on uh, dr bob marshall 10 years ago maybe even 12 years ago now when i used to be a courier driving and so that was one of the big takeaways that I got and adrenaline is very important for three main things uh, inflammatory control fluid balance and energy so you know I knew I was tired basically I was bloated I was tired I was probably had a little bit of inflammation is because I wasn't I didn't have enough adrenaline I I went a couple days without sleeping as well as I should have my sleeping got messed up I actually went to bed at 2 a.m. one time and slept till like 11 it was, wasn't good <laughs> It's like when you get too much stress or you overdo it or you drink too much caffeine at too late of a time, this stuff can happen. So it's better to, to go to bed as early as possible and get up as early as possible, basically. Ideally, maybe like a 9 to 5, sleep from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. But So basically, I'm up right now. It's 5.30 a.m. I have the light. Uh, lights shining in my ears for about 15 minutes, trying to, trying to wake up and then, you know, use the restroom, try to clean out as much as you can. Um, because, you know, you don't like I said, you still don't want to go to, uh, run a race with a full stomach or, you know, a full, uh, Full I don't know how to you, you know what I mean what I'm trying to say. Um so yeah, did that and then slowly got ready. Uh put on my racing shoes, uh my tights, I have half tights, not full pant tights, but uh short tights that look like shorts sorta of, but they're tight. Um <laughs> a singlet racing singlet which is like a tank top but that's really light, racing, breathable material, and my number which is called a bib number. It's placed on top of that, uh, with four pins. And uh, over that, I had, I had a long, two long sleeves, no one long sleeve, and one shirt over that. My USMC grunt style um, red shirt over that, and then my runners high the long sleeve underneath that and then my singlet underneath that and uh let's see i put that on because it was cold out pasadena was like 48 uh, or maybe 46 it was pretty cold but you do warm up uh, once you start jogging and the hotel the courtyard marriott was only uh 1.5 miles like i said so i got out cold tested the air it wasn't bad um wasn't too cold or was unbearable i know so once like you keep moving you're usually pretty good in the cold i want to say during running it's like first after seven minutes you're you're good the body warms up even uh, when i used to do be exposed to cold when i would sit in ice baths up to my neck it's like the body has this warming effect that starts to activate when you're in there and you could kind of feel like you're in a wetsuit almost it's it's a interesting feeling once you get over that first shock initial response and so i'm jogging a mile and a half and (laughs) it's funny i still have that song stuck in my head because that's what i woke up to so you know what you go to bed to and what you wake up to is uh will help you feel a certain way so i went to bed uh reading my book so i finished my daily uh what was that first book I talked about? Um, Success through a Positive Mental uh, Attitude was the first book I read of the year. And so that's still in my head and I still use that on a daily basis. It's one of my 2020 goals is to strengthen my mind, to deal with the negative aspects and downfall, uh, you know, the down parts of life because it's, it's going to happen. Like, whether, regardless, you know, it's better to pe- be prepared. You know, that's what they say about luck. It's when chance meets preparation. When preparation meets chance, there's a quote on that. So, uh, the book I was reading actually the night before and uh, not so much in the morning because I was more concerned with getting ready. And I'll, you know, get up and play my Angry Birds a little bit, you know, sometimes too every now and then, not too much, because I don't want to, it's kind of a waste of time, but I'm, I'm a team leader on a team, so I kind of have to play that, um, so oh, the book I was reading the night before, which had a positive effect, was uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, it's not like about money, 100%, it's a little about money, but it's more like think, and you could become whatever you want, and think, and you could receive whatever you want, so that that's like the main thing of the book it could have they should have changed the title a little bit but so i was i'm reading a part about a desire faith and uh, it talks a lot about how we're mostly programmed uh through our subconscious and the success is a programming and to change that you need to uh do repetition and uh like daily repetition stuff and um to, to do that you need to, the key is the emotions and the emotions need to be activated i guess that's why uh sometimes when i wake up and i listen to that ct fletcher like i ain't dead yet mother f like f yeah I, I yell that so loud my emotions are it's powerful it's like the words you use strong words like swear words and they evoke emotions so that's kind of interesting to see that um that that part of it that comparison and and that book's really really good it's slower reading than that last book uh, success with positive mental attitude but it's because it makes you think more and so I've, i found that really cool reading i'm still reading it right now very slowly because i want to uh, i want to um uh, incorporate and assimilate the ideas more effectively um, as well so it talks about that so uh when i was running so I'm, I'm still jogging a mile and a half to the race start to meet my friends there's like 10 friends i have there maybe more there's tons of people because i'm you know uh involved with the the running community pretty well and i, I love that whole uh, they're like my big family basically they're a bunch of great people and yeah i just love them to death and well not to death, but you know, love them a lot. That sounds kind of weird. love I love you to death. like who says that. don't don't die. <laughs> please. <laughs> okay, so I'm jogging and it's weird because I I start thinking about how I was studying the Spartans and how before they would go into battle, I believe they would sing. they would sing and they would have like a flute player uh, and they would sing before battle and that that was fairly interesting and they would calmly, Go into battle. They did not like the, you know, uncontrolled fighting rushed crazy into battle. They can, they like the controlled, focused, um, into battle when they marched and they fought. So I was thinking about that and I start seeing, I started seeing, you know, what I was seeing. What do you think I was seeing? And I start singing this. Yeah, I start singing this while I'm jogging a little bit. I'm jogging really slow I'm jogging that Marvin I'm jogging while singing Little Marvin Gaye I want you The right way I want you But I want you to Want me too I want you to want me Baby Just like I want you All oh, the love I want. To, sweet darling. But, but half of love is all I feel. I'm still jogging, singing a little bit, having a good time. It's too bad. Just too sad. You don't want me now. But I'm gonna change your mind. Somewhere, somehow, oh baby, I want you the right way, I want you, I want you to want me to, I want you to want to. So, I'm getting ready for the race, singing this, just, I don't know, it's making me feel really good, I'm getting into that flow state and maybe this is what the spartans did before they went into battle over 2000 years ago they got primed themselves and got into the flow state before battle and this is what i'm doing the 5k race that i was going to run uh, they also had a half marathon race there which is a 13.1 miles but i chose the 5k taking baby steps to get in shape i'm just happy to feel good feel healthy feel you know somewhat like normal and great. Um, Being sick sucks. It sucks. Without your health, you have nothing. Health is wealth. I remember when I was sick, I would give all the money in the world just to feel healthy. And so I was so happy. I'm so happy to feel good and healthy. And I'm singing Marvin Gaye as I'm jogging down, pretending I'm a Spartan. My beard's growing out, I think. It might be a little too long now. I don't know. I'm just having fun with it and want to shape it like uh, the Spartan and it helps get me into the mindset every time i look in the mirror i'm reminded of spartan qualities of the discipline the uh, physicality the the mindset of of a champion of 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 a warrior so i'm jogging almost there and you know i get there and meet up with all my friends and we take a couple pictures and we talk and hit the bathroom one more time <clears throat> this is right before the race would we'll be about 15 minutes before the race it's 6:45 now and hit the porta potty, which is that the little bathroom. I hit the one on the end because there's no one there. Everyone goes to the closest one. So if you want a, a, a secret about race porta potties, find the ones further away. And that's usually less people there. And so I go, you know, go to the bathroom one more time, drop, drop off my long sleeve shirt and um, short sleeve shirt. I, I hide it under one of those generators. And hopefully it'll be there when I finish the race. So <laughs> it actually was. So I was, I was happy about that. And, and then um, there's tons of people actually there. There was uh, almost 1,100 for the 5K and somewhere around 9,000 for the half marathon. So there's about 10,000 people there. You're talking about a big venue. And the place that it's at is called the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is really cool as well. That's a, a big stadium that was built Built. let's see if i have information on it it was built in 1922 it's a historical landmark of and a california uh historic civil engineering landmark so it's a national historic landmark and it has a seating capacity it's huge of ninety-two thousand five hundred forty-two people so we didn't start in the rose bowl we started just outside the rose bowl you finish inside the rose bowl on the stadium which is really cool and it's one of the most famous venues in sporting history the rose bowl uh for especially for college football and so we started right outside there is really cool really cool place and I think the the best part was saying hi to all my friends seeing them and I was really calm and I didn't really so what's going through my head right now is like I'm so tired I'm I'm doing strides about 10 minutes before the gun goes off so Maybe about twelve minutes, so about six forty eight. I do a couple strides by the porta potty, which are pickups. You do like little short sprints and jogs. Now I'm so sleepy and tired. I'm like I can't wake up. Even the caffeine, my vitamins, you know everything. I take like tyrosine amino acid and B vitamins, and it's whatever. I, t- I didn't feel anything usually I feel some coffee I was like gosh maybe I should have had more coffee that would have been nice but I guess if your body's tired your, your body's tired and should you know just sleep more let it rest so I didn't want to press the issue and overdo it because there's no biological free lunch It's one thing I learned I think Tim Ferriss talks about that for every energy excess energy expenditure you need to recover and sleep and you know get that energy back so um, that's why I don't like to drink coffee every day as well. I need to take breaks every now and then. Um, so after I finish the strides, I line up about five minutes before the gun goes off. So those two corrals, the corrals are the areas where the people start. So there was the right area, which was the 5k and the left area, which was the half marathon. And the half marathon was further ahead, the start and the 5k, or it was longer It was like the front part of the half marathon was further in the front than the start of the 5k i don't know how to i hope that makes sense so i got i got into uh the 5k corral uh near the front like right behind the front row of like five people i looked around and noticed there wasn't didn't seem to be a lot of fast people i looked at the results previous years and thought maybe i would get like a uh, fifth place Give or take, so I was like, all right, I'll just go for that. It's just in my mind. I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I don't feel great, and you know, um, I'll just go for a hard workout. Do I? What I tell myself is, I I don't even. I just do the best how I feel. If I feel good, I could run good. So the basis of my thought is, you just I just hope to feel good. If I feel good, then I'll run good, and that's. That's like I'm happy if I feel good, whether you know I run good or not. It's just feeling good is, it was it's fantastic in itself. So I, I uh, got to the start, um, right in the front near the front, and uh, what are we about two minutes before the gun goes off? They have the, I think they have the national anthem. I'm still stretching, kind of warming up, and I have a little water bottle. I take one last little sip, turns out my mouth, and then toss the water bottle on the grass just outside um there was I looked around and yeah like I said didn't see a lot of fast people so I was kind of optimistic about that you could usually tell the serious uh runners from from more of the novices um so I got behind uh um the first front row and then boom the oh actually before the gun goes off before the boom I saw my friends the Korean friends uh gosh I can't I can't remember his name um, but there's a older guy and he's like the mentor of a younger kid with with autism so um he's not really young He he's like a, a older teenager but so he's like his mentor it's it's really a beautiful thing to see I've known him for uh, for a while I just can't remember his name because it's been so long since I've I've seen him I see I've seen him every now and then for like six years or so maybe more and they're real fit and I thought they would run pretty good. I asked, I asked him what he would run after I shook his hand and said hi, and I think he said seventeens. I think they said seventeens they were going for, so it's like, oh, that's a good uh, good goal I had that That was probably my goal. Actually, it was my goal time in the back of my head. If I can run you know under eighteen I'll be uh, I'll be in good shape. And so the gun goes off boom. Oh, There was a countdown, which is great. Sometimes a gun goes off, and then you're like, What we started? Okay, so they had uh, a countdown like the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. And then I go, I'm just like, All right, first mile, I'm just gonna like try to warm up. I'm like, Not taking it that serious. And I'm like, All right, uh, once we get to the quarter mile, it's a little downhill. Like, Oh, we're going pretty fast. This is great. I'm like sixth place. The usually the first mile everyone kind of gets in their respective uh, places areas of placement so like the lead pack will separate from the second pack and the third pack and you know we'll have a person here and there spread out but you could kind of see where where everyone's at how fast everyone's running by about the first mile so like the quarter mile is like yeah it's already starting to kind of thin out and then the half mile it's it's really when everything everyone's pretty much separated then so I'm going, I'm going. First quarter mile, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And I'm like, oh, then I get kind of tired. I could I could tell my body's tired because my breathing's a bit labored and I'm not going as fast as I, I normally do. My legs just feel kind of rusty. And I'm going. Uh, so we go south of the Rose Bowl for maybe a quarter mile and make a turn to the right to go up. The west side around the rose bowl and then it goes up to the northeast back down south into the rose bowl to finish so we're down there by the south heading west uh wait we went south now we're going up climbing back up to the west of the rose bowl by about mile one i pass the the two korean guys because there's two guys went like in the front one guy behind them and then the two korean uh, guys right in front of me and i passed them and I don't know, they say something like, good luck or get them or something. I don't know. And I just give him a thumbs up because I don't like to talk while I'm running at a high effort. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I did eat a gel, a little energy gel right before the race for some quick uh, sugar uh, energy. It was... Uh, honey stinger honey stinger gel non-caffeinated should have had it caffeinated but it was non-caffeinated give me a, a little extra hopefully sugar energy boost and so normally I don't eat sugar as much as possible unless you exercise so sugar uh, the the f- negative effect of sugar comes with the release of insulin, the fatty storage insulin. And so if you're exercising, insulin is not released and the sugar goes, and you ingest sugar, sugar goes directly to the working muscles called the glute four transporters or the glute four recept- receptors. I hope that's right. Glucose, okay, transport. I think yeah, glut force something like that. But that's I, I gotta read up on it again. It's been a while, but that's the mechanism, but it's kind of mysterious why it you know, it it works like that. But if you're working out, you could have sugar and it won't won't mess up your health or damage your cells. And so I'm going. Um, was it the first mile? I passed the green guys, and then then I'm in. I went from f- sixth to now I'm in fourth, just like that. And so I saw, you know, I started, you know, picking it up a little bit. First mile, I think it was like five fifty four or something. It wasn't fast, not not very fast at all. I was like, oh, oh, and you know, at this time as well, I was. For reason I was so cold my arms and hands my my hands were kind of numb and my arms were just cold I should have wore gloves and arm sleeves but you know what was going through my mind what do you think was going through my mind the Spartans growing up at the age of seven into the goge, being sent into the wilderness, having to fend for themselves, cutting reeds and sleeping on a bed of reeds with one cloth per year given to them, having to brave the cold, uh, the wilderness, the, you know, taking baths in the cold rivers. And so that's going through my mind. I was like, ah, just tell my mind to, you know, just ignore it and just, whatever just just work through it it's not like you could do anything anyway so my hands were kind of numb and my arms were getting cold but after a mile but then then shortly after it got a little better after we got out of the shade because it was it was kind of shady on that west part of the Rose Bowl and and so I'm in fourth and I'm catching third place pretty good the the first two guys they're they're up there uh they're up there a little ways but but still I still have everyone within my sights no one was like crazy crazy fast where they just blown everyone away. And so I'm going, I'm, I'm breathing pretty hard and I'm just trying to get in a good effort and a good workout and see, it's a test to see where I'm at, you know, how I feel, you know, just take it mile by mile. I know, didn't notice time was going by pretty fast. So what that tells me is I wasn't working as hard as I normally do. So usually, if you're working really hard, like running really hard is what I mean. you're very high intense pace uh time goes much slower because you're suffering and the more you suffer the more the slower time goes so there's like a time dilation dilation effect so i noticed time was going faster so i wasn't working as hard as i normally have part of it is i probably didn't warm up good enough and i was still tired and you know, that sort of stuff, still sleepy, it was like a dream, I was like, oh, where am I, (laughs) next thing I know, I'm finishing, but we'll get to that in a minute, so now I'm in fourth, just past the mile, up to a mile and a half, and I noticed the third place guy's kind of slowing down a little bit, I'm like, all right, give myself a little goal, and uh, let's see if I can catch him, so I go, I go, I pick it up a little bit, and uh, yeah, I, I pass him, and I think he says good job or something, and you know, we turn the corner to the to go east around the north part of the Rose Bowl. And I see the two guys not too far in front of me. And we just crest the little, the incline. I think that, that yeah, that was the hardest, pretty much the hardest portion of the race was it was an incline. The first, like, one point, the first, after the, the, the short downhill, the quarter mile is like a mile of gradual uphill. I don't know if it's a 100 feet or a little maybe a little more than 100 feet, something like that. And so we turned east, and uh, what are we at? One mile and a half, and the guys in front of me aren't too far ahead. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a little optimistic, like just stayed, you know, touch base. And I kind of gave up, though, mentally, like trying to win the race because I was just didn't feel like it. I just wasn't in the mood, and but I was happy that I did pass. You know, a few people at that at that point, and I looked behind every now and then to see to make sure I knew where everyone was at, and if the guy behind me that I just passed was actually, was trying to, trying to come back, you know, and catch me and pass me, again. So uh, I'm going. We hit this small incline. I had to push through that. You push up and then push down as well. Uh, you try to go the same effort so it's going to be slower pace going up, but faster pace coming down, and then we round the corner of the northeastern part of the Rose Bowl, and I still see the two guys in front of me. They weren't really getting ahead of me too much, and so I was pretty happy about that. I was was like, "Ah." I still didn't think about, like, trying to win or pass them or anything, so I just... You know, I was just happy to get third place actually. I was just happy happy to be there. Just happy to be running at all. I was happy to feel feel good and not be in bed sick. Just happy that, you know, I could run at all. I'm just happy my my foot and my ankles holding up my blister that I have is taped up, but it's it's holding, it's not rubbing on the shoes. I'm just happy. I'm just glad, you know, I guess grateful grateful is the word for it. Just, full of gratitude and grateful that i feel good that's one thing about feeling like crap and feeling sick is when you do feel good you feel really good because you just went from this down to up and you just sprung up like a rubber band and makes you appreciate life much better and much more and so i see the two guys in front of me we're, were uh and we go through uh, it starts to warm up a little bit, which is nice. A little, little sunny spots. And then a uh, photographer, you know, I, you got to make sure that I, I look like I'm not dying. So I make sure I, I look pretty good. I didn't like jump or anything. I'm not going to waste energy. I'm still, but you know, at this point after about two miles in two miles, was like six, right around <laughs> six. It was so slow. That's like my old marathon pace. And so, I, but, but I think that was a lot of like incline and stuff and might be i I was too cold too which affected which affected me but you know after the second mile i actually felt warmed up felt better and so it was a a small downhill and so i i picked it up because my leg turnover is really good i've i have i have good leg turnover i think i have more uh, fast twitch fast twitch muscle fibers so i could you know more prone to be a sprinter uh, rather than a long distance run. part might be partly due to all the cycling I do as well. I do cycling and running almost on a daily basis, maybe cycle five days a week and run like six days a week, sometimes two days, two runs a day. I remember I looked at my last log. it was like 10 or 11 workouts per week, so it's, it's good. And so I see them right in front of me after I go through the photographer and I'm still... I'm still like kind of dying, you know, not dying, but working real hard. But I'm picking up my pace, so I'm looking every quarter mile what my mile uh, minute per mile pace is, and it's doing pretty good. So I'm I was optimistic about that. So. Uh, um, what I'm doing now during this race is I'm making small wins now that I reflect back on it. I'm making these small wins. I'm chunking down the race in the small parts and focusing on uh, uh, positive aspects, uh, having a positive mental attitude. Like that book really affected me in, in that way. It really enhanced it. I, I kind of had it a little bit, i think i had a greater work ethic more than i had a positive mental attitude Uh, so that really helped and so i'm i'm focusing on these small wins and small victories and it's increasing how i feel i'm feeling good or i'm feeling more confident i'm building momentum in my mind as well and so this whole thing is a reflection of life and how you could take it from a race into life it's it's exactly um, you could do the exactly like that so um, the the concepts is what, is what I mean so okay I'm just about two and a half miles in and then um, we are getting close to a turn about 2.7 miles in I'm actually running really well uh, going on 524 pace for that third mile so I'm uh, finally warmed up I think I could have ran the 5k again but faster because <laughs> my legs are finally feeling better and then I see right in front of me that one guy. Uh, so the two guys kind of spread out a little bit. There's one guy, I'm catching. I'm catching the second place guy. I'm currently in third place. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll catch this guy. We're about a quarter mile from the finish. And so I, all right, I catch him. And the the first place guy, guy was not too far in front of me. I'm I'm kind of like, huh, I will, I'm in second now. First place is not far up there. Huh. I'm I'm getting I'm getting a little uh, optimistic now. Uh, maybe I could catch first place. And there's a bend. There's a real sharp turn. I know I could take turns pretty well. More uh, from experience, and um, I could I could really sprint as well towards the end. So usually during races, if if it comes down to a sprint finish, I don't get out sprinted. I just I'm I'm a good sprinter. <laughs> And so, all right, let's try that. I didn't know exactly how far we were from the finish, but I knew we were very close. And so I get to that turn and that's when I pass first and it goes down a ramp into the Rose Bowl, out into the field and I sprint and I, I'm right behind him and I'm sprinting. And then I, right as we get onto the field, I come up to the side of him and I look at his face to see to see, you know, trying to see what he's going to do and I'm sprinting and he he tries to sprint a little bit but I just blow like I blow past him. I don't want to be, you know, like self like absorbed or, you know, try to st- speak like illusions of grandeur, but I sprint and I, I gapped him pretty well. As soon as we got on the grass, there's about you know, less than a hundred yards to go and boom, I book it. I'm like, man, if I'm this close behind him, I have no choice, no option, but to go try to win this thing. I have to, I, I would regret it forever if i didn't so that's what was going through my mind was i gotta try if i don't try i will never know i i I would be better if i failed rather than not try and you could use that in life as well that's a huge concept that i've learned and continually to learn and and practice and so i gap them and it's like 100 yards all right I, i just got in front of them I'm pushing, I'm pushing 80 yards, 70 yards, the gap's getting a little bigger, getting a little bigger, 70 yards, 60 yards, 50 yards, bigger, 40 yards, 30 yards, 20. And at this point, I look kind of back while I'm sprinting toward the finish line. And I could see that I have it. I totally, I have it. And so they have this tape up as I see the finish line and I'm still kind of half asleep trying to wake up but I think I'm, I'm more awake at this point and there's they have the tape I'm like oh this is so cool I don't know what to do but I go and I just jump with one leg up put my arm up in, in victory and grab the tape with my left arm put my right arm up as I cross the finish line apparently it's like four photographers there they got it on I think it was a GoPro video live stream <laughs> it was so cool um, that moment was was kind of surreal and I crossed the finish line and felt really good and yeah that was that was the race there and I should make sure to shake the couple people's hands as they came in and I'm slowly make my way around to get you know the water refreshments the medals you know, post-raced a uh, couple photos from the photographers that, that are there and so I shake their hands and, you know tell them congratulations and you know always gotta always gotta be respectful and you know, um, courteous to to your fellow competitors and runners, and you know, like I I tell people, the first place, the first place isn't as important as the last place finisher. The most important thing is you got up, you tried, you were there, you you weren't in bed, you weren't lazy, you did it, you made no excuses, and you showed up. That's you're a winner, no matter what, regardless. So everyone that was there is a champion. That that's that's what I like to think. And I, it goes over in my head over and over again. And that repetition helps make that a fact in my emotional um, persona and and stuff. So I really, you know, was, was happy to be there and especially happy that that extra bonus of, of winning the race, it was completely unexpected. I had no idea, no clue that would even happen. Usually, usually when it comes to these races, I'll win every now and then, but I, I, I call it, i call it kind of a stroke of luck that you know you you win because you just never know who's gonna be there who's who's gonna show up and i was gonna see uh luck oh there was a quote on luck that i saw and one of the really cool things is uh um luck is a matter of preparation meeting opportunity it's not like it's not like uh fate just happens with no preparation. You know, you have to be prepared. I, I wake up every day and I work out and whether I, I feel like it or not, I do it and I have self-discipline and I'm, I'm prepared for the opportunity that arise at this day, at that moment um, at the Rose Bowl. And I really, uh, really was grateful to have that opportunity and <laughs> to To have that whole experience is so amazing. It was. It's. It's got to be one of the coolest experiences I, I've ever had. I, I I will admit I've never broken the tape like that that I can recall, and I I don't think I have. And like, it wasn't the fastest race. It was just a lot of publicity and cameras and people, and it was kind of prestigious, I guess, in a way. I I, I don't know. There wasn't any prize money offered, so that usually keeps the f- really fast guys away, and a lot of the faster guys were running the half marathon, but yeah and that was that was the race that was uh that was uh the whole story of the race and that's cool was, i think i talked for about 40 minutes now it's uh we'll hope that uh helped with a little bit of what was going through my mind and um what i was feeling during that time and you know you never know you just have to i think everyone should run a marathon once in their life Uh, just to see what it's like it's like you live a day in or a whole month or a week you go through these crazy up and downs in in a race in just a matter of hours how how much you you can experience even with an ultra marathon you're out there for 10 15 sometimes 20 hours if you run a 100 mile race and you experience so much in such a short condensed period of time that it really uh, changes you uh, as a person if you let it and it's funny I was looking at these quotes for uh, luck and Seneca luck is a matter of preparation meeting opportunity and Tony Robbins also took that and said meeting of preparation with opportunity generates the offspring we call luck and so that's cool Um, and an actor Tom Hanks says as an actor I'm always waiting for my luck to run out (laughs) I don't know what that means So I love quotes. Quotes are cool. Uh, I was going to say inspiring happiness quotes or, or work hard quotes. Those are cool too. Probably should talk about that, but let me get back to the race. So after the race, uh walked around, get my water, like I said, took a few pictures, got a banana, avoided the 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 junk, uh, chips and crackers that they have. I think they had goldfish stuff, so I made sure to avoid that. I talked to my friend Jim. Jim, I think it was Jim Kelly, was there? My Facebook friend. He's a really cool guy who was working the race, and he's another runner, and yeah, really nice to see him. Run to him, run into him every now and then, and. Went to the middle of the field. You finish right in the Rose Bowl, which is really cool. And, you know, I got to see what it's like. there in that amazing stadium. It's really a cool stadium. Uh, Over 90,000 people could fit in that stadium. It's huge and beautiful, too. The Rose Bowl has, like, a rose as the symbol. And so we sat there, hung out for a little bit. Talked to a couple of my friends, waited for him to come in, and everyone had a really good day. Everyone ran good races and had a good fight, good battle, and um, it's really a fight or a battle against yourself to see how fast you could go, to not stop, to keep going, keep moving forward um, through the pain and the hardship. And running is a great metaphor for life, and it's really good. It makes you a better person too. What is that quote? I run. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the quote I'm trying to remember. I run not to make, not to add more years to my life, but to add more life to my years or something like that. So it adds more life by all the experiences and people you meet and um, challenges you face and difficulties you overcome and, and that sort of stuff. So uh let's see and oh what, what inspired me to to talk about this was jed actually when i finished taking all the pictures and selfies and hanging out with my friends i was walking back to the hotel uh, or you know after uh, uh actually i was jo- I jogged back to the hotel but i was walking to get out of the stadium and i saw jed my friend jed and um he was like oh yeah you should talk about it he was kind of interested in the whole thing and everyone's like oh wow even everyone you know all my other friends were like wow congratulations first place they're like hey how'd you do i was like "Ah, i won it it's no big deal it kind of wasn't like i didn't really think about it as it being a big deal and i guess it's as big of a deal as you make it to be but it wasn't a big deal to me i won enough races in my life to kind of like it's not i just you know happy to feel good and run good and so winning is not everything um we're all, we all win if, if we don't give up and we, you know, keep moving forward in life. So when you show up, that's like, what is it? Showing up is like 80% of success or something like that. Something, uh, really, uh, tremendous. So yeah, Jed was asking me all about it and he was really, you know, happy and took, a, took a couple pictures and he, I got to talk to him about, uh, his Galapagos trip. He had a really cool Galapagos trip off of, uh, I think that's off the coast of, Ecuador. So it's on my bucket list as well. So I want to uh, talk to him about that. And what's odd too, is I really felt really happy uh, after that race. I don't know why, but I just felt really happy. And happiness is kind of an enigma too. There's a lot with happiness, I'm definitely gonna talk about that on another podcast. So I think I'm gonna start a podcast on like a self help kind of motivational thing, and then just do incorporate the history podcast into this, just because I'm really obsessively uh, obsessed over that motivation, self self help, success, that sort of stuff. And there's a totally there's a mindset to it. There's there's a different way of thinking that I wasn't. I didn't learn. I wasn't exposed to it as a kid, and it's really amazing. There's, it's, I there's science to it. It's science. Uh, so I definitely want to do a podcast on that, and maybe I think it'll help me as well. Also, make me more successful by talking about the success and you know positivity and the tools and all that sort of stuff. So, okay, after I talked to Jed, took a couple selfies and, and jogged back to the hotel about a mile and a half. And then uh, went and ate a little bit of Mexican food in pa- Old Town Pasadena. That's a really cool place. If you ever get a chance, check out Old Town Pasadena. Um, I'm looking at, right now, I'm looking at quotes on happiness. I don't see anything that's really uh, that really strikes out on me. There is only one way to happiness, and that is to cease worrying about things which are beyond the power of our will. Epictetus. That's a hard uh, name to pronounce. Oh, this is, okay, this is the one that really, I guess, hit home in my heart. And this is, we tend to forget that happiness doesn't come as a result of getting something we don't have, but rather of recognizing and appreciating what we do have. Frederick Kionig, so that one really uh, hit home when I when I think about that, recognizing and appreciating what we do have, so it doesn't come as a result of getting something we don't have. It, it just comes more of a, res- of a result of having uh, appreciating what we do have. So the gratitude and and being grateful is tremendous. It's very very powerful. I think it's one of the most powerful emotions there are, there is. So. Love is that condition in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. Huh. Happy. That's by Robert Heinlein. Uh, Heinlein. Happy people plan actions, they don't plan results. Dennis Waitley. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't plan the results so much. I, I planned uh, my action during the race, I suppose. Happiness. Uh, the joy, only joy in the world is to begin. Huh. Cesare Pavese said that some cause happiness wherever they go, others whenever they go. Oscar Wilde, time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. Marte Trolley Curtain, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. Yeah, I like that one by Herman Cain. That's a quote by Herman Cain. What, what you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. That's Confucius. Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. Dalai Lama when one door of happiness closes another opens but often we look for so long at the closed door we do not see the one that has been opened for us by helen keller that's really great people that have failures or hardships or or you know things negative things that happen to them close but you keep focusing on that negative part you don't see the one other door of happiness that's opened for us so that's It's really fascinating. Happiness depends on ourselves. Aristotle said that. Happiness depends upon ourselves. Aristotle, I said that. And you know, I think it was Aristotle who was the tutor of, guess who? He was a great man. Alexander the Great. And... I don't want to bore everyone to death with all these quotes because I could spend hours here. Uh, happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. Huh, George Burns. Yeah, yeah my runner friends are pretty much my family for the most part. Yeah. Oh, there's one last one. This one's really good. Franklin D. Roosevelt said, happiness is not in the mere possession of money. It lies in the joy of achievement and the thrill of creative effort. So this, I'm trying to figure out why I felt so happy that day. And, and so all these are little like perspectives into that, little windows into that. And it kind of makes sense. The pleasure which we rarely experience gives us greatest delight. Yeah, Epictetus rarely i've never experienced breaking the tape so that was uh that term for breaking the tape you can see it during the races where they hold up this tape at the end and, and you run through it and you know now that i had a day to kind of uh you know think about it and stuff uh kind of makes more sense but it is a lot of hard work there's no substitute for hard work um they say everyone wants to be famous everyone wants to be you know this or that but then no one wants to do the work you have to do the work how do you do the work you start by doing daily little habits each day that's that's how it comes there's there's no that's how i won the race there's no other you know no other way that success comes you cannot work without having success or you cannot have success without working it's hugely important and but you know not all not just work hard but also work smart as well so like all this success stuff all these books all these are tools that i use to help me but they're learned from other people so smart man learns from his mistakes a wise man learns from the mistakes of others so i'm learning from others other people's experiences how they became successful the mistakes they made so i can avoid and try to um, Facilitate a greater, um, faster way of being successful. And yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to get you know, too much in the philosophy and stuff, and I was going to talk about, you know, I'll talk about the Old Town real fast. Old Town Pasadena is really cool, lots of cool things to see. Uh, It's a really beautiful, cozy place, and I highly recommend people to visit Pasadena. They got a really, lot of cool stuff. There's tons of things to do in Pasadena if you're ever in the neighborhood. They have the, the Gamble House, which is a California National Historic Landmark, really beautiful place that you could visit. Uh, there's the Jet Propul- Pro- Propulsion Lab, which is NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab, which is really uh, cool. There's the Pasadena Playhouse, Arlington Garden, Huntington Library, IPIC Theater, the Ice House Comedy Club. That's a really cool place. That my hotel, I stayed at. It was like a mile from there. Really great comedians if you want to go laugh and you know, that's one of the things the Spartans did was they uh, they, they laughed a lot and joked around with one another from uh, what I I could recall as well as, as saying a little bit, too. And uh, they have Eaton Canyon, which is right because it's right on the uh, Pasadena is on the base of the San Bernardino uh, San Gabriel Mountains, so you can see the mountains in the background, San Gabriel Mountains, and Eaton Canyon is right up near there with the w- cool waterfalls, and really easy walking, hiking experience, and tons of cool spring flowers, and there is a Old Town Pasadena, which I, 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 I talked about. That's a really cool place. They have the Rose Bowl, which is really a, a cool place, even if, I don't know if they have concerts there, to i don't know i'm not sure they might they might uh they have the children's museum uh, night market santa anita park the free concerts at the levitt pavilion san gabriel mission district norton simon museum oh the norton simon museum now when i was a kid when what i think i was in 10th grade in middle school at dotson middle school in san pedro was I in 10th, no, 10th grade's high school, I was in, 6th grade was elementary, I was right around ninth grade, Ninth grade in um, Dotson Middle School, and we went to the Norton Simon Museum, and I remember uh, learning about the Holocaust and stuff, so that was really a, a wild um, learning experience, uh, not wild, but Uh, deep deep learning experience so they they have the they they don't just have like the holocaust stuff they have all sorts of cool stuff from you know uh beautiful paintings from the european renaissance to you know sculptures from south and, and southeast asia uh made more than a millennia ago ago and yeah i definitely highly recommend that place uh pasadena flea market they have uh cool bookstore (laughs) i'm just looking at this as a bookstore what's so cool it's the old pasadena's oldest bookstore and also one of la's finest definitely uh love bookstore love knowledge and that's it guys thanks for listening uh check out pasadena if you're ever in the neighborhood is i i'd call it a hidden gem of california to tell you the truth definitely uh uh you won't be um let down if you go and check it out so What should we go out? We'll go out with some music and little Marvin Gaye to end off this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Super Travel Experience podcast. Oh, before I forget, this podcast and every other podcast is brought to you by my uh, travel store, Super Travel X, from www.supertravelx.com. Use Super 10 for 10% off all your travel accessories um, and uh, apparel and uh, gear, travel gear, accessories, all sorts of cool stuff, but I don't want to go into it too much. No, I talked about it already and I talked enough, I think. And so yeah, check that out. It's really cool. And even if you just travel on a car or a long road trip, it's, it's, a uh, it's definitely, uh, worth to, uh, to, to have. And and stuff and yeah thank you for listening let's go out with a little Marvin Gaye have a great day great night great evening great month great week great year great millennia great life you make it whatever you want Uh, I'm also learning that as well as I go every day just take it day by day that's all we could do live life to the fullest and have a positive mental attitude life's hard enough as it is you can make it better if you have a positive attitude and you know that that's it. Alright guys. I want you. Such a good song.